welcome to Four-Legged Kids Unleashed, a peek inside 25 years of private care for St. Louis pet families. I'm Janie Budnick, president and founder of Four-Legged Kids. Get ready for stories from the trenches, along with a bit of advice for you pet parents out there, because our day is way more than cuddling your cute puppers and fluffers. Dietary indiscretion, garbage gut, dumpster dining, garbage toxicosis, counter surfing. Hmm, what do all of these things have in common, right? Well, I can certainly tell you that some of these lead to the other, but absolutely if you have a dog who counter surfs or gets into trash, eats inappropriate things, or also, if they are fed inappropriate things, they can end up with that dietary indiscretion or I guess the more aggressive name for it, garbage toxicosis, right? So what is garbage gut? That's most commonly known as garbage gut in, in most veterinary clinics. Easiest way to explain it to people, right? So it is much like food poisoning in a human. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had food poisoning before. And like, seriously, I've had food poisoning. I have people tell me that they've had it before. And I'm like, no, did you seriously have it? Because it <laughs> lays you out. And it's very similar to food poisoning in humans. When a dog eats something inappropriate, too much of something, it's going to cause that digestive upset. And sometimes it can be extreme to the point where there is bacteria in their intestines and the byproducts of that bacteria can cause all of these horrible symptoms that we all just joy, of course, in seeing in our dogs. The the vomiting, the diarrhea, of course, where they just don't want to eat and they feel terrible or they're lethargic. You can just tell all over their face they are completely miserable, right? We do have dogs out there who seem like they have uh, digestive systems of tungsten steel and they can eat just about anything. But the majority of dogs, if there is too much off of their regular diet or if they do get into the garbage or if they counter surf, yes, they will end up with these awful symptoms. So let's talk about that whole counter surfing situation. I have had a lot of experiences with this myself, considering we do private board here and have been for the past 25 years. Um, gosh, when I think back to one of the, mm, shall I say, worst dogs that we had on counter surfing. Well, I've had one recently that was pretty bad about it also. But, you know, I'm thinking about Kenzie here. Now, Kenzie stayed with us from the time that she was a puppy until they ended up moving to Florida. And she was a golden retriever border collie mix. And she was obsessed with like, what is on that counter that is really got my name all over it. It usually was a stick of butter. You would think that we would have learned pretty early on, oh, hey, move the stick of butter back. But, you know, you can train yourself a little harder to train your kids to follow the rules, right? So Kenzie got her fair share of sticks of butter when she came to stay at our house. Uh, so she was absolutely wonderful. She was my golden retriever's kid sister. They completely adored each other. A couple of times she even convinced Louie to go check and see what was on the counter, which was a complete no-no in our house. 
Um, so that is definitely something you have to watch out for. Most recently, countersurfing in our house, we had uh, two two labs that stayed here for an extended period of time, and they were both horrible. They were like a couple of velociraptors in the kitchen. Uh, if one wasn't doing it, the other was doing it. And it was just such an ingrained habit. They were nine years old. Uh, apparently, they had not learned in the last nine years. And it was quite a challenge to to teach them. So some things that you can do to pry, try and prevent, of course, this type of situation keep food and other items out of reach. I know it can be a challenge, but you know, always push things like that back on the counter. Little side note as your local friendly pet care company, medications, push those back off the counter also or hide them in your microwave or in the cabinet so your pets cannot get access to those. We have more problems with, you know, that kind of situation where Pets have been fascinated by the smell coming out of that pill bottle, and they think it's perfect thing to chew on. That was a side note. But definitely make sure that you supervise food whenever your your dog is there. I mean, if you have food out, if you are cooking dinner, this is when we hear the, the most times of things happening. Gosh, I just had our uh, Department of Agriculture rep here yesterday, and she was talking about um, her sister's dog that uh, she had a pound of shrimp sitting out that she was just waiting to start prepping for dinner and she came back in the room and whoop no more shrimp right and a happy dog Uh, so you know I'm sure you all have your own little stories of, of things that your precious dogs have snatched and grabbed for you but you do want to try your best to supervise that food while it is out. You want to catch them directly in the act and then remove them from that temptation or situation. Uh, you know, a lot of times people will have uh, trained their dogs to uh, a climb, a place. So during meals, they will train them to go to their place. Sometimes it is as simple as baby gating them out of the kitchen or putting them in their crate during mealtime. But you absolutely want to avoid that. Of course, during mealtime, you want to avoid giving table scraps to your dogs. This can not only cause a really horrible habit of that face looking at you or bugging you or whining or barking to try and get you to uh, give them something from your own plate. It's always best to not give them anything that is not their appropriate dog food. If for some reason there is a healthy part of your meal, like a piece of uh, you know, grilled chicken, boiled chicken, something that um, has no additional additives to it, or, you know, you have nice clean green beans before you add anything to it, anything like that that's okay for their digestive system, put it in their own food bowl so they are not used to getting it from any other source that triggers them to come back for more, right? But definitely don't give them Uh, table scraps, you know, everybody hears about this. Oh, you know, don't feed your pet human food. It's bad for them. It seriously is. You know, like I said, some of those healthy little alternatives that you can add to their own food bowl or their own meal is one thing. But changing up, and this is something I see a lot, especially in little dogs, is they might go on a little bit of a food strike and then you feel bad for them and you get them something yummy 
you know, you'll go out and get these additives for their food or some special kind of a treat that you sprinkle on top. You know, I mean, they, they're dogs. When they're truly hungry, they will eat good quality food. So you want to stay with that. But when you start that cycle of adding things to it or, oh, look, Violet's so cute with those big eyes and listen to her whine. Let's just give her a little bitty piece of what we're eating right now. That can lead to a bad habit for you and possible medical situation that is going to be life-changing for your dog. There are so many things that can come out of giving your dog inappropriate things or allowing your dog to eat inappropriate things that are not just limited to diarrhea, vomiting, lack of appetite, and and lethargy. Uh, Things like uh, pancreatitis. Um, You know, they really are still trying to determine why pancreatitis happens in some dogs. And what that is, of course, you've got your your organ in your body called the pancreas. Um, It really has two main things that it does. One is when... um, when there is a load of sugar in your body, your pancreas says, hey, here's some insulin so we can use that sugar. So it'll release insulin. And also it releases enzymes to, you know, break down and digest the food that you've eaten. And, you know, there are times when, you know, a high fatty diet or, you know, some something persistent that your dog is getting over a period of time that is not meant for them, it can cause inflammation in their pancreatitis because the thing's whacked out. I mean, it's supposed to be releasing these enzymes and this insulin. And it's like, why do I keep getting this load of crap that I have to break down? And it will start areas of inflammation in that pancreas which can cause all sorts of problems. You know, I mean, there can be short-term acute pancreatitis where, you know, there is an area that's inflamed or something gets blocked and your dog gets really, really sick. I mean, this is, this is like go to the veterinarian kind of sick. And then there can also be chronic pancreatitis where it's just that, you know, that one particular area that is just always inflamed. Uh, We've actually seen this over the years in clients' dogs. And, you know, we try to educate. That's another reason for this podcast, right? Trying to educate to the broader masses. You do not want to deal with the consequences of pancreatitis in your pets. It is awful for them. They feel gross. And you know what? If you are allowing them to eat inappropriate food that is not part of their diet, then I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You are the one who is causing your pet this illness and discomfort, and you are the one that can solve the problem. You've got to get them back on a healthy diet. And, uh, you know, those of you who make your own like raw diets and such, make sure you are consulting with a veterinarian or a veterinary nutritionist to make sure you're getting everything in that diet that your pet needs. Uh, You know, a lot of the dog foods on the market, the uh, dehydrated and and the raw foods that you can buy, they're going to be well balanced out, but you just need to make sure you're giving them what they need. Because pancreatitis, you know, long-term effects, you're, you're potentially going to be running into diabetes. Because, of course, what did I say? That pancreas is not just, you know, releasing enzymes to break down your food. It is also responsible for releasing insulin so your uh, dog is able to actually use the sugar and the glucose that's coming into their body to feed their entire system. If you destroy that pancreas, you're going to destroy that ability to release insulin. And 
in those cases, you know, we've talked about diabetes in pets before. Cats are like adult type two. Dogs are like adult type one. You are not going to get that pancreas function back. And, and your dog is not going to be producing insulin again. Uh, we actually have a, you know, long-term client of ours who has two little dogs. And, uh, you know, we, we tried to educate on feeding a good solid food all the time. But, I mean, it was treats and snacks and lunch meat and, you know, all these different things. And, you know, what do you know? Both dogs, pancreatitis, both are now diabetic. It is just tough, you guys. I want you to look, want you to know that this is your responsibility to care for these guys. They can't make these decisions for themselves. Of course, they're going to enjoy eating healthy choice turkey more than they're going to enjoy eating what, you know, the, the kibble in their bowl. Uh, you know, but be reasonable. We have to make those choices to take care of them. So, uh, you know, here's my little soapbox. Obviously, I got off a little bit on that one, but it is your responsibility. You know, this garbage toxicosis and garbage gut, a lot of these things are under our control, whether it is what we are feeding them, what we are allowing them access to uh, when they are outside of your home. It is all our responsibility, and it is up to us to provide the best that we can for our pets. So make it a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Four-Legged Kids Unleashed. If you are needing dog walking and pet sitting yourself, check out our website at fourleggedkids.com. And as always, if you have a warm heart for another cold nose, make sure you visit one of our sponsored shelters at fourleggedkids.com forward slash rescue.